Hey sisters, if you're looking for a safe space where you can be free and authentic, then you have come to the right space. I am your host, Yana, and here at Awaken Woman 2020, we are all about being transparent and doing the work to be our best selves. This channel will challenge you to be authentic, honest, and truthful to yourself. It won't always be easy working through life's issues, but I can guarantee when you do the work, you will come out saying, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and you will know that strength and honor are your clothing. Our life is abundant and we should enjoy the fruits of it. All right, family, stay tuned. Blessings, family, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Woman 2020. I am your host, Yana, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you. I hope you enjoy the space that we're creating here. If you are a returning listener, thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate you listening. If um, Make sure that you, wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Google Cast, Apple, whatever, make sure you scroll up or scroll down and hit the five stars and leave a comment on the podcast so that we can build a bigger space here. Also, make sure that if you want to find anything out about what I'm doing over here or what's happening with the podcast, you can follow me at underscore from Y-A-N-A. So yeah, y'all, I've been gone the entire month of May. I did a no call, no show. I didn't even let y'all know I was going to be out, okay? I just totally like took the whole month off. And that was really unexpected even for myself. I was so drained, y'all. I recently just wrapped up. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I was in school doing human anatomy as like some prereqs for medical, um, to get in the medical field. So I was taking human anatomy class. This is my first time going back to school since having children. I have two kids, two my babies. Um, so it was a lot of work. It was more than I anticipated. But I that chapter is behind me for now, a human anatomy part one. I did get an A in that class, y'all. So your girl was kicking butt while she was being a wife and a mama. You know, I was, you know, I was holding down the fort. It was a lot though, but I was holding it down. So I'm very thankful. I did get an A, all praise to the most high. So I just needed to take some time off. At the same time that school ended, I also wrapped up my teaching. You know, I, I work in the schools. So I wrapped that all up and I was just exhausted and I just needed some solitude, some time for me, time to love on my family, love on my children and really pour back into myself. So that's what this podcast really is about. Um, it, this title of this podcast is called Generational Wellness. So let me jump into the scripture of the day. I have a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Um, when we says good man, that could be one man as well, because, you know, a woman was cre- created from the rib of a man. Um, so one man or a good man, good woman leaves an inheritance to their children's children. And that's Proverbs thirteen twenty two. The second scripture is strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. That's Proverbs 31, 25. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I actually have that scripture tattooed on the inside of my right arm. So that's one of my favorite scriptures. And all these these scriptures going to make sense. They're going to align with the topic of today. So let's talk about generational wealth first off. So we all know that generational wealth is an accumulation of wealth, assets, resources, financial stability, that's passed down from generation to generation, um, which allows significant wealth over time. So I want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about this in the month of May because month of May was a mental health month, but better late than never. This information is always good. 
Um, so this, all these things are good, right? You know, being able to pass down resources and creating businesses and creating upward mobility for, so that our children's children's children could have the wealth creating businesses. And I think it's so beautiful that today there's so many people in the biz creating their businesses and doing makeup and doing hair and, you know, um, whatever real estate, Airbnbs, which is the field my husband and I are in, Airbnbs and um, group homes, like just different avenues of what you can do, cleaning businesses. Sorry, that's my dog decided to, uh, my third baby decided to come in here while I'm recording. But um, all these things are good and these all are responsible, teaching our children about business and saving and building businesses. I think that um, one of the things my husband and I do is that we teach our daughter since she's of age to understand, oh my gosh, y'all, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do a little insert about my baby real quick, okay? My daughter, y'all know I've been trying this potty trainer thing. It has just been a, woo. My daughter has such a strong-willed personality. It's like she wanted to potty train on her time. Y'all, why is my baby... Well, I know why, but my baby is now going to the potty on her own. Like we are in that, we're, we're, we're on our way. We selling. Okay. I thought to myself, I just thought this girl ain't going to ever potty train. Like I ain't never going to get her to potty train. She's going to be seven years old. And she's like, what's going on? But she finally is going to the potty on her own y'all. And I'm just like such a proud mom. Like, oh my gosh, this has been a long time coming. So yeah, but we have been teaching our daughter about running. Um, we, we teach our daughter because she's old enough to understand that we do our business in our office upstairs. She be run, she be on the keyboard typing like she's, we got her a little old keyboard, okay? She be on the keyboard typing like she doing business and she's watching what my husband and I do. She see us reading books, so she gravitates towards books. One of the things we do anytime we have a birthday for her or anything that's celebrating her, we always ask people to bring us books because we want to get her in the, um, habit of reading so we do a lot of we we teach her about running our business when we go to our properties we have her we have our children with us she see us talking to people and um it's professional of course you know my husband I'll be standing you know with my children um and my husband will be taking care of everything but we have her there we want her to see what it's like to run a business and how to get up and be successful, you know, creating habits and, and all that good stuff. Um, even now, I've been teaching my daughter about money. So I have this glass piggy bank that I give her some money and I tell her you can keep it. You know, even, you know, kids understand it. Even if she don't understand, when she starts to understand, she gonna know this. I give her money and I say, okay, do you want to put the money in the piggy bank or do you want to keep the money? And she'll just keep dropping her little her little money into the piggy bank. So I want to teach her about saving because, you know, sometimes we can have a scarcity mindset. We can have a scarcity mindset. Um, Y'all got to get my dog under control. She can't just be walk, walking, tapping all over the floor. My kids asleep right now. Um, a scarcity. I don't want my children to have this scarcity or poverty mindset or this this um, toxic relationship with money. It's nothing wrong with saving. So that's something I've been teaching her. Um, I'm teaching her about sustainability, about growing food. I have a garden outside teaching her about, you know, planting food and growing food and tending to that. However, I would be remiss if I didn't include generational wellness as a topic of conversation in the midst of women, us women creating businesses and thriving and 
going upward financially, being content, you know, have obtaining more success than, you know, our ancestors or, you know, our grandparents were able, or our mothers and fathers were able to, to obtain. It's so important that we stay rooted and grounded in generational wellness. And let me actually just, you know, touch on the definition of what generational wellness is. So much like generational wealth, how it's passed down from generation to generation, generational wellness refers to the concept of promoting health and wellness across multiple generations within a family or community. It recognizes that health and wellness are not just individual concerns, but are also influenced by social, cultural, and environmental factors that can be passed down from one generation to the next. Generational wellness involves a holistic approach to health that considers the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being of individuals and communities. It recognizes that health is not just the absence of disease, but also includes factors such as social support, so your social, um, your support system, access to health care, and healthy lifestyle choices. So... It basically, it just recognizes that health is a shared responsibility promoting across generations to have a positive impact on individuals, families, and communities. So this is a very important topic of conversation, especially where we sit today in society, because it's especially when you go onto the internet or any media outlet, you know, for that matter, and there's this pushing up, you know, one of the things that really bothers me sometimes is that there's all this pushing, you know, financial wealth. I'm a multimillionaire. And it's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you believe God placed in your life, that God wants you to obtain multimillionaire status, then hey, keep, you know, go after that. Do just that. But when there's so much conversation around being wealthy and having multiple streams of income, I want to make sure that we also have a well-balanced conversation about also making sure internally we are grounded and rooted in a foundation that will uphold us no matter what comes at us. I was just having a conversation with my best friend, Sharnice, and I was telling her that where I am right now in my life is that I want to be so centered and grounded in God that no matter what comes, what what arrows, what darts come at me, I'm able to stand firm. No matter what, how much wealth or success that my husband and my, my that we create for our family, I want our foundation to always be solid in who God has called us to be and have that wellness within us so that we can translate that to our children. Because yes, Wealth can be passed down from generation to generation, but if we don't deal with generational curses, generational traumas, generational cycles that we have experienced in life, those things are also going to be passed down from generation to generation to generation. I read this, I I read a book called uh, Saving Our Last Nerves. I think it's called The Black Woman's Guide to Mental, uh, Mental Stability or Mental Health or something like that. And one of the examples she gave in there, she said something about anytime her mom got depressed, um, her mom would go shopping. I think uh, her mom, I think, would smoke cigarettes. I think it was something um, or this was a discussion I was having with someone. But I remember in the book, she said that her mom created bad habits for her that when anytime her mom got stressed, her mom would pull out a pack of cigarettes, a Newport cigarettes and start smoking cigarettes. Or her mom would drink alcohol. So the, to cope with her, her, her stress, she 
pulled out Newport, started smoking and started drinking. And then her daughter, from her daughter's perspective, seeing her mama stressed, now when she gets stressed, she pull out Newport, she start drinking, she takes shots. You see what I'm saying? How it's generational. That's how you deal with your trauma or deal with your stress. This is what happens when I'm stressed. I start doing these things. And then especially if we have little ones or you desire, you aspire to be a mother or you're raising your nieces or nephews, when you have younger girls looking up to you, I'm of the belief, as the Bible says, that the older women should teach the younger women. And we have young girls looking up to us, whether you're an auntie or even if you have um, nephews, what, whomever, it doesn't even matter. When we have, we have a responsibility, a mandate on our life as to be an influencer. And in today's society, when there's so much pushing to be business owners, there's not enough conversations. I'm glad that there is a section on, in the social media land where we can talk about mental health and mental wellness, but it really should be a louder cry a louder voice that we're hearing about mental wellness and generational wellness than it is about generational wealth we have seen celebrities fall to you know unaliving themselves or hurting or harming themselves or hurting someone else having this gen this wealth that could be passed down from generation to generation but the wellness isn't being passed from generation to generation Right. So we look at someone like let's take little Kim, for example, little Kim is set for life. Little Kim will probably never lack or want anything financially. But and this is in no way to bash little Kim. But when we see the major transformation that has happened with our sister, we one may question what is going on mentally that she would do such an altering of her appearance. It appears that her light, her skin has been lightened, her facial structure, you know, features have been changed. The body enhancements is just, you know, it, it really looks disfigured. So and, and I wonder a lot of times when I see the girls on the Instagram models and the girls starting to transform and look like each other, but are getting a coin, got some coins in the bank. Where are you at mentally? And these some of these women are raising children. So what can little Kim what is she showing her daughter? How can you now tell your daughter that you are beautiful just the way you are and that you're beautiful? You're, you're you know, whatever at, and whatever you're pouring into your child when you within children look about look at what we do, not what we say. My daughter um, wants to read my daughter, as I was saying a little bit earlier, is that my daughter reads books. My daughter is you know on the keyboard doing stuff or the things that my husband and I say. She follows after those things because she's looking at what we do, especially from age zero to five. Children are like a sponge. They're absorbing everything. This is such a pivotal moment if you have little babies to instill, you know, what it is that you how what you want to see in your child at this age. So I'm really concerned as a wife and a mother of perpetuating generational wellness within my family. Let me give you an example of something that this is why I think is so important that we talk about generational wellness and doing the work to address these curses and generational cycles that's perpetuated within the family. I'm going to give you a personal example um, of something I've seen in my life and something that my mom was very intentional about breaking. And I've said for a while that I wanted to talk about generational 
um curses but it's because it's such a heavy topic I sometimes wonder is this too heavy to talk about but I need to be obedient to what God is continuously putting on my heart and I need to share it so it's um my so if you listen to my podcast you know or you just you know me but if you don't I'm gonna share it with you so we'll get you up to speed so my dad um, I created Outspoken Love, which is a nonprofit for children who have been affected by incarceration. My father was locked up, was in prison from the time I was two years old until the time I was 27. So my dad did 25 years flat in prison. My dad was not on the outside to be influential in my life. You know, I would have to go see him in prison. One of the things that... um that seems to be like a reoccurring thing is like on my dad's side of the family, there's a lot of incarceration, a lot of jail. And if you on my dad's side, listening to the podcast, I can speak about my experience, my story. Okay. Sometimes people don't like when you start talking about your experiences because it, you know, we got to, only way we could break something is if we talk about something. And as long as I'm not talking about your business, I'm talking about my experience. That's what I'm going to do. Cause we're breaking stuff today. All right. So my dad was locked up for 25 years. And while my dad was incarcerated, my grandmother got sick. And while my dad was um, he was released in March. But when he was um, in December, his, after doing 25 years, y'all, my grandmother passed away at the end of December and my dad was getting out the following March. So she died in 20. I think ugh, don't get me talking about no years. But in any case. She died in December and he was going to get out in March. And that was something that always like I just couldn't understand. God, why, why couldn't it just be a couple more more months for her to be here so my dad could see her outside of the prison? I always thought that. Anyways, my dad has a sister whose son is also in, in car, who was recently incarcerated. Well, he's incarcerated now and he has, I think, like 15 years I think double digits of prison while he was in prison recently, his mother died. So we're talking about two generations here. My grandmother passed while my father was incarcerated. My grandmother's daughter has a son who's also incarcerated and she died while her son is incarcerated. That is a generational cycle. Okay. That has to be broken. Just like my myself, my brothers and I were children who were impacted by incarceration. My cousin now has, I have little cousins who also now has a father incarcerated and may experience some of the same traumas because anytime a, a parent is taken out of your life or you, it's, it's not, let me just put this out there. It may be the norm because this is many of our experiences, but it's not normal to not have a mother and father in the household. Okay, I know that mamas have done it. Mamas have done a great job doing it. Dads have done a great job. My mom did a a phenomenal job being a single mother. However, that is not normal. And I don't think we should normalize it as if it is normal. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not not even about to sit here and, you know, I'm not going to do a disclaimer. I try so hard not to be offensive, but the truth is the truth is just not normal. And that's the cycle we got to break. But just to get back on this this uh, example I'm giving is that that's my grandmother and her daughter. 
that experiences the same thing. And if this isn't stopped, then it will perpetuate. And my question isn't really about what led the person to being incarcerated, but what was the root? You know, I'm like, it's not, I'm, let me say this correctly. I'm not so concerned with what was the offense, the actual offense that led to incarceration, like what actually, what the person actually did, but more so what was at the root? What's the foundation that, what, what is the foundation? What is being passed from generation to generation? My mom, when we were growing up, was so intentional. I can't, y'all, my mama was a praying woman, okay? She is still a praying woman. You're talking about somebody who will get down and pray with you. My mom will get down and pray with you, okay? And I'm so thankful that that's something that I inherited. My grandmother, the, on a positive side, too, when we talk about passing things down from generational to generational, my grandmother, my grandmother Osceola, my mom's mom, she's a praying woman. I'm talking about a lot of times some of my friends will tell me like, Tia, you a psychic, which I, I'm not no psychic, y'all. But I know what I see and I know what I am spiritually led to, to say to somebody. My grandmother has that same gift on her life. Well, had that same gift. My grandmother now is suffering. I'm not saying suffering, but my grandmother now has dementia. But my grandmother had that on her life. My And she was a praying woman. My mom, a praying woman. My mom, I'm telling you, like, you know, make you think you can conquer the whole world, okay? And that same thing is instilled in me. And that same thing, one time I was, my mom was here and we were praying. And my mom was on the phone or something and she came home. She came to my house and um, she said something to me like, your daughter, Talia, is going to grow up and it's going to be so normal for her to just break out and start praying. It's going to be so normal for her to call on the name of God when she's going through something. She's going to grow up and be a prayer warrior. And I said, mom, where did I get it from? And then I'm thinking, where did my mom get it from? So generational wellness, you want to be able to pass down positive things because no matter what I go through, you guys, and I'm not saying I had the worst life growing up, but I have experienced things that um really could have broken me. That could have really broke my soul. And I'm just so thankful that when we have a generation, when we have a healthy foundation that we stand on, and I stand on every word of the Bible, I stand on everything that, that God, everything that has to do with that word of God. Everything I stand on. And because of that, I know to break stuff. My mom was intentional about breaking off a spirit of incarceration. A spirit of drugs and addiction. Stuff that you I've seen, you know, that she's seen that she didn't want to be perpetuated in her children. So my conversation and I encourage you tonight or this morning whenever you're listening to this podcast is to be intentional about what it is that you want to see perpetuated in your family don't feel guilty don't feel ashamed don't feel condemned if you've been perpetuating some negativity and things that you don't want to see in your children today is the first day my mama told me one time today no better day than today why put off tomorrow what you can do today today is the first day to Switch that thing. Repent for that. Repent is turning around, going a different direction. Repent. God, help me be, you know, a a solid, honorable woman that my children could rise up and call me blessed. That's one of the scriptures I quote over. I pray over my life that my children will rise up and call me blessed. 
that I have healthy children, not just physically healthy, but holistically, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy. And that's another thing, because a lot of things that's happening, I was I even was a part of it at one point to a certain extent. I started thinking, like, let me start thinking the universe. If you ask the universe, uh, 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 I don't got time for that. Don't ask no universe for nothing. How are we going to ask the create? How dare us? ask the creation for something when there is a creator of the creation i'm not about to worship or thank no creation i'm going to worship their creator okay um but <laughs> ooh, when comes to spiritual is that we have people that's now you know saying that you know, voodoo is good and being a witch is good. Like, I don't want my children walking and all that type of stuff. The So much is being pushed push today. If you want, listen to the last episode about what is a woman, you guys know I'm passionate as a woman. I'm passionate about the things that are concerning a woman. I want to make sure I want my children to be mental, healthy mentally when it goes into dating. And now it makes sense why a lot of, you know, it's so important to have these open and honest conversations when you tell your child not to do something, also explaining why I don't want you to do that. Why it's not okay for you to start drinking. Why it's not okay for you to smoke weed. Because I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to be honest. Back in like a couple of years ago when I used to smoke that reefer <laughs> or whatever. I don't even, girl, y'all, let me tell y'all something. I didn't even know much about that type of stuff. Like I was going through some depression, anxiety. I was going through a whole freaking lot in my life at one point. Y'all, before I locked my, before I got locked. So this was probably like ooh, over five, like six, seven years ago. Um, that, that I don't care. Like for me, it gave me extreme anxiety. It it was just not good for me. And I don't care when people say it's natural. Anything that is changing the, the altering your state of mind is just not something you need, you, you should be doing my thing. Look, do what you do. I'm just saying for me, it was just too much for me. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I thought somebody broke into my house and I was too scared to go in. Ain't nobody broke in that house, but I had that much anxiety. So explaining to my children why it's why you shouldn't just lay up and have sex with any and everybody why that's why that's not okay why we you know why you should eat healthy why we you know explaining these things why explaining why it what's the benefit of being of having wellness and I'm touching on different subjects and I'm I'm going off my points but that's okay y'all know how I do anyways but just making sure that we're intentional about generational wellness as we reach this level of success. All of us are going somewhere. Whether you sitting on the couch today and you procrastinating, you're going to eventually get it together. You're eventually going to get up and rise to the occasion and the calling that God has on your life. Like myself, I still need I'm still working on being the best version of myself for Tiana. Y'all know I'm Yana, but my mama named me Tiana for myself. And who got in that, you know what? And I shared this with you guys before is that when I was going through the hardest time of my life, like a really, really hard time in my life, I remember being at the foot of my bed on my knees, praying and crying out to God. And I remember him calling me, Yana. I remember hearing in my spirit, Yana. And I was like, why did my mom, the first thing I thought is why did my mom ever like, why did my mom 
name me T. Like, why did my mom call me Tia? Why didn't she call me Yana? And I looked it up and it means God is gracious. And I speak that over my life. So no matter what I'm going through, I speak that. And I, I know that God is gracious and he is good to me. And I know that I'm going to pour these good things into my children so that they can have generational wellness, but also for myself, making sure that I eat healthy, making sure that I, you know, just because we have free access to eat everything we want doesn't mean we should. Just because we have access to, you know, run through McDonald's as many times as we want or run through Whataburger or go out to eat or drink alcohol or smoke weed or whatever, or, you know, do drugs, just because we have access to do it doesn't mean that that's what we should do. Because what generational wellness are we creating for ourselves? When you love yourself, you realize that you're not no trash can. I'm not about to let any and everybody run off, off, off up in me, and I'm not about to put everything up in me either. I'm going to be more mindful. That means I got to pay a little bit more for healthier food options. And that's what I'm going to do. If I need to cut out soda and just go through the detox process so that I could be feel better and show up better in the world. then that's what I need to do. If you ever really think about it, when you eat junky, you also kind of act junky. But when you eat healthy, you feel better about yourself. You feel good. So I just want to encourage us to find your find what, you know, I, I was going to put down some lists like this is what we can do to do create generational wellness. But I don't have the the market cornered for what generational wellness is for all of us. I can just say what it is for me. And I encourage you to journal what generational wellness looks like for you, for your for your family, for your husband, for your children. What is generational wellness? I have to be healthy. I have to make sure that if you got to get your behind us in therapy or go see a pastor or go, you know, do what you have to do. Forgive people too. Forgive people. All right. I walked around with a lot of unforgiveness for years towards at, at people. And when I finally let that crap go, I was able, I just felt so much lighter. Y'all, if y'all listen to my podcast from y'all want to like the earlier listeners, y'all know sometimes I, I didn't have no, I had some low tolerance for people. I would cut people off and kick, kick them to the curb real quick. But there's a healthy way to create distance between you and somebody that you've outgrown a relationship. It's a healthy way to do that. We don't have to kick people down or talk crazy about people. When the season is up, it's up. But you don't ever burn bridges with people. Create generational wellness. And I, I just want us to map out what generational wellness looks for us individually. Okay? Generational wellness for me means that I, sp- I get up early and I, I seek God. Lord, what does this day look like? How can I be in alignment with your purpose and your plan for me today? How, what, what can I do? How, how can I be in one with you? How can I show up for my husband today? With everything that my husband's going to experience today, Father, how can I show up for him? What can I do to make sure that I'm my husband, that I'm taking care of my husband today? What can I do to demonstrate positivity in the right way for my children? And every single day I have a routine. What can I do for Yana can I journal? Can I make sure that, you know, if I'm in the middle of prayer or if I'm in, in the middle of having 
my quiet time and somebody calls me, I don't, I'm not going to answer that. Could I put my phone on do not disturb to take care of myself? Can I dive deeper into why I had that negative thought about this person or why this triggers me? You know, after I lost my grandfather, I remember I, um, that was the greatest fear I ever had in my life as my grandfather passing away. That was my greatest fear. And after he passed away, I remember thinking, like, what the hell am I fearing for? Like, every what I feared has come upon me, and yet I'm still standing. I thought that that I didn't know how I would respond once my grandfather um, noticed I say respond, not react. My husband always tells me, babe, don't re- don't react, respond respond don't react you were in control of how of your emotions respond so I always wondered how I was going to respond when he passed and I, I was hurt I was really hurt and I still you know have my moments and stuff but I'm still standing and I'm still an amazing woman and I'm still moving forward so no matter what has knocked you on your butt stand firm you you gonna get through it so forgive let go of crap um, stand firm in your, your belief system and who God has called you to be. Don't have a scarcity or poverty mindset. Don't be jealous or envious of what other people have because God has enough for you too. Dissecting those thoughts of, of um, envy or jealousy, jettison things that are just not, it's just not positive. You know, limit them gossiping conversations. People get to on the get ready to gossip with me like, oh, I got to go. I'll get up and, you know, I act like I'm on my phone. I, I just don't have time for that. And I think I'm now at a point where it's like, look, we need to focus on ourselves. We ain't got time to be in other people's business. I just don't. Um, that's generational wellness. What you do not just impacts you, it impacts everybody around you. And especially if you have children. And my mindset, I'm not even trying to be the woman I used to be. I have a little girl looking up to me. And I have a son that is looking to me to see what a future, what he what he's going to find in a wife. And I need to make sure I'm perpetuating positive and wellness to my children. But I don't want to make this podcast any longer than it already is, because I think I'm like I'm already approaching, you know, over 30 minutes, Um, I think over 30 minutes. So I just want to encourage you to be mindful of generational wellness. Don't feed your in your outer man while your inner man is dying. And another thing, what is it for a, for a man or woman to profit the whole world and lose their soul? Money isn't the end all and be all. Make sure that you're right within. What Lauren Hill say, how are you going to win when you ain't right within? So that's all I have to say. I love y'all family. I hope this was edifying, encouraging, and uplifting to your spirit, your soul, I just encourage you to get closer with God and let God pour into you every brokenness, everything that you've experienced that may be, you know, less than perfect. And don't let no, no, don't let the enemy lie to you thinking that, you know, you can't measure up to other people. You only need to measure up to who God called you to be. Sounds cliche, but. My only focus is if I living up to who God has called me to be. When God created and molded me and I know what he's called me to do, am I walking in alignment to that? And sometimes I'm not. Just like when I took that whole month off in the month of May. I knew I should have been on here recording. Or maybe, you know what, I guess that's a thing I should ask. Maybe I needed to take that time off. 
But as long as I get back on the path, whether it was or wasn't, as long as I'm back on the path. So I love y'all. If you are listening to this on Spotify, actually, I encourage you all that if you are to go over to Spotify and Spotify is free. But if you go over to Spotify, um, there's going to be a poll. I'm asking a poll on there so you can leave your comments and your thoughts on the poll. Um, And I just love y'all. I'm so thankful to be in this space with y'all. And um, I love y'all. So to the next episode, salt and light. Bye.